Life After the LC On Beat So each Thursday on the show We do kind of a leave and search stories And uh, this evening I'm talking to Miss Orla Rathel Hello. From the Sunday Grill Not only uh, do you do the Sunday Grill But you do way more as well So I that's do. kind of why I wanted to talk to you <laughs> Because you're a woman of many talents And I'm very frazzled, haven't I? There's <laughs> <laughs> a running joke where I lose my keys And work every single week And that's what I came in today <laughs> And I saw you had your sunglasses and your keys beside you and I was like oh look at her she's been very well prepped and she has them there and what did you tell me? I've lost my bag (laughs) (laughs) I love that that's the reason why you're being so organised today you actually just lost another thing oh just frazzled frazzled constantly (laughs) Um, so this section on the takeover what we're doing is we're focusing back on um, when we started off in Mm. college so going from secondary school uh, to third level education for yourself did you go straight in or did you take a year off or what did you do? No I went straight in but I actually dropped out of my first year in UCD in arts. No way. Yeah, so I did my leaving cert obviously in Gory Community School and I I did quite well and and in a way I feel I did quite well because I was a bit I kind of chanced my arm at things. Yeah. So I said I'll do this poet in English and I'll and I did the special project in history at the time so I kind of had 25% of my history yeah. done for my leaving cert. Um, and in, and because of that, I can't say I was a major studier. I really wasn't. Mm. But I kind of got what I needed to do. So I did arts in UCD. And the minute I got to UCD, I knew I hate this place. No way. Yeah. And it's not that I hate it. That's a really strong word. It really intimidated me. Was it going from uh, Wexford to Dublin was the change or was it just yeah, it was like loads kind of, of different things? Like I went people. Yeah. Like. And it was going like I moved to Dublin with my, my still lifelong friends and I moved in with my school friends and lived in Ranala. But I can remember getting on that, I think, number 10 bus in Ranala on my very first day. And my friend that I went to primary school with, he was beside me and he started talking to a girl that was doing English like we were. And she, we just, I didn't click with her. So straight away he was clicking with people and I wasn't. And I remember thinking, this is too big for me. This is too big. Yeah. No way. Yeah. And even like the lecture halls, I found way too big for me. Um, Yeah, it was a funny one. I, I think it was all too much at one time that a lot of students now travel up and down and commute and in a way that's unfortunate because you don't get to experience the full college Mm -hmm. life but I think there's something nice about having a safe haven of home as well. It really is because sometimes it is overwhelming going into third level education. When I was younger, like when I was going from secondary school into college, I was really, really shy. Mm. I still am but my Mm. granddad has always taught me when, uh, when we were younger, he was like, you walk into the room and go, I'm not shy and try to be this person. <laughs> and you do that. And, and it, it slowly but surely you become yeah, that person. And totally. I, re- I remember going into my very first class in, in third level education. I went to Waterford Institute of Technology and when I walked in there, I was like, oh, the f- six-year-old, seven-year-old really shy kid came back yeah. and I was like, oh, I feel really awkward. And it's just... Sometimes it can be overwhelming. Totally. It just depends on how you're feeling in that moment. But you got to go home to your mum. Mm-hmm. I can remember missing my mum so much. Yeah. That like I everything was foreign to me. And some of my friends were in smaller colleges and were getting on so much better. So by December, I knew that I wasn't going to stay in UCD. No like I did Greek and Roman civilization and it was on at nine o'clock on a Friday. I never went. <laughs> no clue what it's about. Bought the Iliad. Never read it. So... By Christmas, but it took until Easter till I had to say I'm I'm out of here. And I reapplied then and I reapplied to do journalism in Angel Street. And we were like a class of 12 after a few people dropped out. 
and it was a totally different experience then. Yeah, was mm. it the fact of like the big classes to the small? Because that's what like from yeah. my perspective, I've never been in a classroom with over 15 students. Yeah. In second, in wit, it was 12 people did Spanish. Yeah. In my master's, there was four. And so it had never been a big class. Yeah. Was it in UCD that it was just Definitely. like... Definitely. And then there was this... Um, atmosphere of you went and you you went to your massive lecture halls with 200 people I don't know if I'm exaggerating that but I think there was about that yeah. many people and, and then you went to these smaller tutorials but even to me they were really intimidating mm. because they were almost like remember in normal people how they all sat around and discussed a certain book I was like 18 going yeah. I don't want to give my opinion on this even though I knew I had an mm -hmm. opinion I was just completely intimidated but then the funny thing about Angel Street and journalism, and there's so many people here in the Broadcast Centre who've done that exact mm -hmm. same course, those four years in journalism, is they you hit the ground running. You're expected to interview people straight away. You're expected to write articles and record audio. And I was terrified. I was so intimidated. But it was so one-on-one -on -one and it was so practical that slowly but surely all my confidence came back. And I realized, I thought I went in because I had an A2 in Honours English and I thought I just wanted to write in newspapers. But I knew I didn't want to go to press conferences and stuff like that. And one day we did DITFM and I thought, this is it. This is for me. That is so cool. Mm. And do you think that's all luck though? Yeah. It? It, it, mm. And do you know, like, you know, when you think about it, is it the moment when you're looking at the, the college course that you dropped out of versus the one that you completed? Was it more so that in the one that you enjoyed, it was more so practical work? And sometimes it's the educational, sit down and read a book that you find more difficult and it all depends on the person. Yeah, and I thought with UCD as well, I did French and English and Greek and Roman civilization. What was wow. that? <laughs> but I remember going to a French lecture and it just, like there was no English spoken. And I did very well in French as well, but I wasn't at that level of French. And they're just accepting you because mm -hmm. you have the points to go and do that. Um, so straight away, I was like, no one is here to help me. I don't have that level of French. Whereas I did French in journalism in Angel Street as well. And there was that smaller classes. But it was the intimidation of UCD and I think versus the community of Angel Street. And I also think in a way, I kind of wish I did arts in UCD and kept it up because I think it would be better for me to have a general arts degree and then a master's mm -hmm. rather than you have a degree in journalism? <laughs> like, I can't do anything else. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Whereas yeah. at least the arts, I could have done a master's in anything else. But speaking of that, you know, the fact that you're saying, like, I can't do anything else. You have, though. Once yes. you Once you finished off in Angel Street, you went on and did so many different things. Mm. Like, but they were me, all in the media. How, how did you focus from being in college into a college that you loved and then making that move once you left? So when I was in Angel Street, there was a real focus on work experience. Mm -hmm. And again... I, w I w just was too intimidated by that. I remember I did a, my final year. I spent every weekend in TV3. And on the summer, on the run up to that, I used to cry at night because I was so young yeah. and I didn't know how to act in a newsroom. And I was terrified. And because of that, I never really pushed myself there. I was just the timid little student. Yeah. And sometimes I hear some of the other work experience people that I worked with on Radio 1 and because mm -hmm. they knew they wanted to be in sport or they wanted to be in news. Yeah. So... I never really, I never got the work experience thing because I was too intimidated, but it was really like said to us, in order to work in journalism, you need to do mm -hmm. work experience. So instead of doing it in Ireland, I went off travelling, <laughs> which is all very opposite of, because I was really intimidated and shy in one sense, but I was okay with travelling for some reason. I found that as well. Um, I remember finding my voice, let's say, when I was over in Spain, mm. because I was shy the whole way. But when mm. I went over to Spain, I was like, 
I can be the person that yeah. I've always wanted to be. Yeah. And it was taking that move of leaving the country just for a couple of months yeah. to actually come back and go, yeah, this yeah. is me and I'm happy. It's was funny, that the way it was with you? Yeah, so I spent like a J1 in San Francisco, did nothing with journalism there. But I then spent a summer in Edinburgh and I worked like part-time freelancing for a paper called the Irish Post. And like, it didn't, like I wasn't in a newsroom or anything. I was just sending them articles and the Edinburgh Arts Festival was on. So I used to go and review stuff for them. And then... I kind of came back and there was no work. There was no work whatsoever. So I said, I'm going to go back to San Francisco and do an intern visa. So I worked for a production company that was making um, a weekly program for NPR. So it was being syndicated. Mm. And I just wasn't, you know, another Irish girl looking to work in the media. I was an Irish girl in San Francisco. And it, it just was a completely different experience. And you know what? It's still on my CV. Like, I'm still really proud that I made like so many programs for them. And it really pushed me. Like when I think about it, when I came home, I contacted like RTE to make features for them. I don't even think I'd do that now, (laughs) you know. It just gave me this confidence that I I really needed. And I think... I think when you're in your leaving cert, you don't realise that it's, it's not just about the college experience. It's about everything that comes with it, you know. When I was in UCD, it was all about joining societies. But I even found that really intimidating because yeah. it was all very shouty. Join this and join that one. and Be this type. Yeah. Be that type, yeah. Whereas, I don't know, with Angel Street, because it was smaller, I was kind of allowed to follow my own path. And, you know, I was able to work online and, and pay myself mm. in San Francisco and then do this internship. So because of the time difference, I was able to work online for an online newspaper here. Um, I sound so confident when I'm saying all this, but even <laughs> thinking of myself back then, I know how shy I was. Yeah, I wasn't a typical journalist. I wasn't going to be balshy and try and break stories and doorstep people. You but know? I think that's as well, like, you know, when you say that typical journalist, it, there are so many different no. types yeah. as well, because when you look at it, you can look so confident from yeah. the outside. But really, you're just going, OK, it's time to be brave. It's time to do yeah. this. This is what other people do. Yeah. This is t- like what I need make to do. It. And I think that's what happens as well when you're going from secondary school into college because mm. it's now your moment to, you know, like you're turning the leaf into a new chapter yeah. and it's now time to try and be the person that yeah. you want to be. And I have to say the thing that really helped me and helped my confidence was one lecturer I had called Valerie Cox. She was a reporter for Radio 1 and she was our lecturer and like she probably doesn't even remember the things she said to me, but I can remember in DITFM her saying, there's a couple of people really natural on radio here, Orla, you're one of them. And she was just so positive. And I even worked a little bit for her in, in some, some summer times. And she just really had such a grow for radio herself mm. that she gave that to me and gave me the confidence to kind of realise that I had a talent for it. And hearing that as well, it just goes, OK, I'm in the right yeah. mind. I'm, in the, I'm doing this for the right reasons. Yeah. This is what I enjoy. And now even like I work as a lecturer in media schools. And if I see someone has a grow for the media or really wants to do well, I will I will help them in whatever way they want to be yeah. helped because that's what it's about. Speaking of that then, you mm. moved on of, well, not even moved on, you've joined an, another <laughs> element of it. You do yeah. so many different things. It's insane. <laughs> <laughs> so like looking at the lecturing side of it, when you see people going from uh, 17, 18 years old and then making that move, uh, tell me a little bit about the difference between so college, universities and then the College yeah. of Further Education. 
So I work in further education. So I work in a portfolio course, really, in uh, Gorey School of Art in County Wexford um, in documentary filmmaking and photography. So a lot of my students want to then go on to other university styles to further their um, education and get a degree. So it's a one year course and it's so hands on and practical. It's a fabulous course. And then I work in in Dublin in Ballyfermot School of Media and in Liberties College and they're both media courses where I teach radio and journalism. And the thing that those three colleges have in common is they are so practical. Yeah. They're not about points. None of them are about points. And they're interview based usually. So most of those students know that they want to do this and have examples of how they have tried to create um, some sort of experience in media themselves. And that could be as little as starting a blog that no one reads to working part time in a radio station. Um, and I think that when I was in college, no, sorry, when I was in school and it's nothing to do with the school I was in, it's that I thought I had to get these 445 points and go yeah. to university. And I think I would have been better off in further education for a year or two and plotted my path like that. I think that there is, there, sometimes there's such a strong sense of I need to get X amount of mm. points that you don't realise there are so many over there opportunities. Mm. And that's the same with me. I didn't really know that there was that opportunity to go to the further education. Mm-hmm. It was, okay, secondary school's finished now, over to college, yeah. there we go. And, and I think you would say options, that the, like, doing the broadcast course, the WIT broadcast yeah. course is probably the... Thing that made you realise that this is what you wanted. I oh, think 100%. from talking to you, you've always kind of known that yeah. you wanted to work in creative industry, but that that something as practical as a short course made you see yeah. that oh, you one, could. One hundred percent. I remember mm. I did Spanish and French in my degree, and I knew from the day I walked in there I wasn't happy. Since I was fourteen, I've always known I wanted to be in radio. I wanted mm. to do something creative mm. with as a job. And it had been in the back of my mind. And because I'm this naturally shy person, it has always been, okay. no, maybe we hide behind that. Maybe that's just a dream and we won't talk Mm. about that. And it was only I finished my college degree and I was working in a clothes shop uh, for six months. And when it got to the six months, I went, I'm really sad. And it wasn't any like anything other than I'm just sad because I'm not fetching this opportunity that I think I want Mm. and I remember going for this broadcast course and it was yourself and Rob O'Connor from Irish Beats Mm -hmm. and the moment I walked into that interview I went yeah that's it and it was with it I didn't even start the course it was Mm. the interview for the course Mm -hmm. and I was like this is exactly what I want Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's that little click of finding something alternative can actually make you happier in the long run. Definitely. And I think as well in the college system, like it's easy to say, oh, do arts mm. or do architecture. But like you're 17 and 18. You don't know if you want to be an architect. You don't know if you want to be like, what would yeah. you have done with Spanish and English? What would you what did you think you were going to do with this? Well, can I tell you, actually, when when at that six month mark, when I was working in the clothes shop, I had, it was really funny. It was like this, uh, you know, the two roads diverged in the yellow mm. wood. I had uh, signed up to be an English teacher back in Spain. And the reason that I had signed up to be this one was because they had a TV and a radio station okay. within the Spanish Academy. Mm. And it was either that or I'm going to try this broadcast course. Mm-hmm. And it was, I was sitting there just going, either way, I want to do it. And 
and it finally only clicked. The reason I wanted to do the English teaching was because I wanted to get into broadcasting yeah. in some sort of way. And you probably at that age didn't know those things. Mm-hmm. It was hard to kind of describe that. Yeah. Because I know that when I was a kid, all I wanted to be was Kylie Minogue. That's all <laughs> I wanted. I just wanted to be famous. Yeah. But like I was too shy to be famous. Why did I want to be famous? Like seriously. So you know some people, you yeah. hear them say, I want to be a teacher and they're six and you're like, what? Yeah. How do you want to be a teacher? Hadn't a clue what I wanted. But like that, I knew I wanted to be work in the creative arts mm. and I wanted to work in a job where it wasn't an office job and nine to five type thing. But I think that's OK as well. When you find out if you don't know or you do know what avenue you want to go down, it's looking at the alternatives, mm. looking at the further educations uh, like that. And, and that's seeing, exactly okay, what I was going to say, take. because, you know, you might do two years of a H&D or a year of a cert in a further education college and it mightn't be for you. It was a year. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like I was meant to do three years in UCD, I think, maybe four. I can't remember. <laughs> I dropped out in the first year. I'm happy I dropped out. But like, I suppose I had the points to go do journalism, whereas like uh, that point system is so stressful in one sense. And there's so many different avenues. It just takes a little bit of research. And yeah. y- you knowing it, it doesn't have to be that you want to be a nurse or you want to be an, another very specific thing. If you have a general idea of the sort of area that you'd like to go into, mm-hmm. there's so many courses to try out there. What advice would you give to um, the students that are just finishing up secondary school this year and they're heading into um, third level education or the workforce? Because in this week and the next coming weeks, there's a lot of kind of stress surrounding the change of mind offer. Mm-hmm. Uh, the portal is open at the moment. And I've also heard that some of the first round accommodations are coming back now. Okay. So some people mightn't uh, get their accommodation, yeah. which can also influence the fact that they mightn't be able to go uh-huh. to that certain college. Yeah. What advice would you give to people that are in that situation of going, I'm not 100% what to do? Okay, <laughs> I would say trust your gut for one thing, which is easy for me to say now. I'm at this stage of my career, but I think I followed the herd when mm. I went to UCD. I think I just thought this is what you do. And I did it badly. Um, I think if if you feel if you feel that something might be right for you, like I interview people from different universities all the time and they are so willing to talk to you mm-hmm. and to help you. Do not think there is no one out there that can help you because there is and they have so much expertise and it's not about, oh, I'm going to ring this college and they're going to try and get you in there. It's not about that. Yeah. It's about them making sure that you're happy and that you're suitable for the course points wise or not, because you could get all the points in the world for medicine and then decide yeah. this is not for me. And also, like when I dropped out of UCD, I thought it was the worst thing in the world. I forced my parents to keep up my rent in Dublin because I was like, I can't go off to Wexford. <laughs> I'm a disaster. I'm such a failure. Like there is nothing wrong with that. I would be the most boring person in the world if I didn't fail and I fail a lot, you yeah. know, so this is a really tough time for people. It's a life changing experience. Wow, there's something very exciting about your life changing as well. Exactly. And mm. failing is OK as well. Mm. You know, like if you don't get the points that you want, if you don't get the college course mm. that you want. It will work out in the end. Totally. Both of us are coming from perspectives exactly. that we didn't do at all what we had initially yeah, set totally. out to do. I didn't you know? even know what I wanted to do. And I know I'm going to sound like a real mammy right now, <laughs> but what's meant for you won't pass you by. And that is so true. It yeah. really is. That's brilliant. Well, Orla, thanks so much for um, having Thank the chat. Thank you, Debbie. This is lovely. It was lovely being on the other side. And if you were my student, I would give you 85%. Yes. <laughs> Thank you very much. That is a 1-1 one, one for Debbie. <laughs> I'll talk to you soon, Orla. Bye-bye. Life After the LC. Unbeat.